Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as our as uh, as Hillman uh, Ford of Sigourney, uh, Iowa presents Playoff Baseball. We're here with the coach of Moravia. Can you introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Bill Hoosman. Bill Hoosman, okay. Uh, so uh, you made it uh, this far in the playoffs. Tell me a little bit about your team. Well, it's, uh, we've had a good year overall. I think we're uh, 20 and uh, six right now. Uh, we finished second in the conference behind uh, Anthony Christian. And uh, Lamont and I finished third, so uh, those top three teams were pretty, pretty tough uh, throughout the year. So we've had some good competition to play. Uh, we played a lot of 2A schools this year, which really helped our, uh, uh, you know, our schedule out and, and being able to play uh, play up a little bit. And we've had some success there. So we're uh, we're feeling pretty good with our group. We've got a fairly balanced group of. Uh, of uh, a couple seniors, a couple uh, three juniors, but we're a little unique. We've got uh, three freshmen in the lineup that, uh, or eighth graders actually, that uh, have been playing a really uh, good job for us this year. Well, I haven't had the pleasure of seeing your team yet, but I did talk to Jacob Lenzendorf of KTBO, and he uh, he's the high on your team, and he said you've uh, went through a schedule where you score, scored a bunch of runs like the last eight or ten games of the year. Well, a lot depends on the competition we're playing, but uh, you know we have the ability to uh, to score some runs if uh, you know if, if we can get to, to the pitchers. But uh, we also can play in some close ball games, and that's what I'm kind of looking at. We got to be able to this this time of the season we have to play in uh, one and two run ball games, so uh, we got to be ready for that. Well, tell me about uh, your pitching staff, and then who's going to pitch tonight? Okay, well, Wyatt Rockmorton is a sophomore left-hander is going to start tonight for us. Uh, he's, uh, I forget his record right now, he might be 6-0. and all. Uh, Right behind him is uh, Gage Haynes, uh, a junior. He's uh, like 4-1 with uh, three saves. Uh, those two guys have been carrying most of the load for us. Uh, we've got about uh, three, four other kids that uh, have done a really good job for us throughout the summer. So uh, I feel comfortable with our pitching staff and we can go pretty deep if we have to. Well, going hand in hand with the pitching staff is a good uh, catcher or backstop. Tell me about your catching All situation. Right, we've got Shane, Shane Helmicks, our uh, sophomore catcher. Uh, the young man has uh, really risen to the occasion as far as uh, uh, just receiving all these guys and becoming a, a real leader on this team. He'll, uh, he'll lead us in the huddle and that type of stuff. And uh, he's, a, he's a good one. He can receive the ball. He can throw, throw second base. He's got a good chance of throwing people out. So he's got a strong can, arm. He's got a nice arm. Well, yes, that's good. Okay. Well, I like to talk about the team's defense, and I always start in the outfield because yeah. it just seems like to me uh, the outfield makes a difference in most of the game's uh, outfield defense. So yeah. tell me about your defense. I want to hear about their range, their speed, their ability oh, to read balls, uh, and how right. good of arms they've got. Well, well, I'll start with our senior in center field. Uh, he's, he's got some good good wheels, and uh, he's got the strongest arm that we have on the team. He, he's good at hitting the cutoff guy, and he can carry it through on a line if, if he needs to. Uh, then we've got two eighth graders in the outfield, and in left field is uh, uh, Declan DeYoung, uh, an eighth grader. Um, he's uh, he hasn't. This is I think this might be the first year he's played some outfield. He's generally a catcher with the younger guys that we had, but the, the kid uh, has really got a good bat. And he's worked his way into the lineup uh, by hitting the ball. Uh, he's done a solid job for us out in left field. Uh, we've got another young uh, eighth grader, a left-handed uh, kid that uh, can really run and uh, does a, is a real nice job in, in right field for us. So, uh, you know, we can cover some ground out there. Uh, they might be a little young. i got to make sure our senior kind of keeps track of them for us out there. But uh, Well, how about your, uh, let's talk about the corner infielders, your first okay. baseman, your third baseman. I know third base, I've, all year has been 
quite the hot corner, quite literally the hot corner. Uh, uh, it seems like a lot of uh, times they can stop the ball or it goes through, and it can be the difference of winning the game there. Call me crazy, but another eighth grader there. Uh, <laughs> another eighth grader. Oh, that doesn't mean he can't field. Seals is uh, uh, is quite an athlete for uh, for his age. Uh, he's also one of our uh, up and coming uh, pitchers. But uh, third base is what we uh, needed to fill him in with, and he does. He's done a really good job for us over there. He's also a catcher. But uh, like I say, pitching is going to be his. his uh, he's going to be a really good one here. Years, so. Sounds like your, your young players are flexible, and they don't care where they play no, as long as you put no. them in the lineup. Really huh? good bunch of kids, and uh, they're uh, they're quite mature for their age. Right well, now, well so. let's let's talk about up the middle, the the double play combination, okay. the shortstop and the second baseman. Where well, are you at with that? That all changes with who we're pitching. Um, with Wyatt throwing tonight, we've got uh, Matthew Seals at first base. He'll sometimes he'll play second base when Gage Haynes pitches. Our shortstop is uh, Jackson McDaniel. Uh, he's been back and forth between second and short all year, so we're kind of settling in with with, uh, with him at short and uh, Gage or Matthew at second and then Wyatt or uh, Matthew at, uh, at first base. So uh, it changes kind of a triangle deal with who's on the mound. Well, let's talk about your hitting in general. Uh, you know, I want to hear about you know maybe some contact hitters, some guys that don't strike out much, maybe guys with a good eye, maybe some some guys that can bunt, sure. and then then the RBI guys that are driving things home. Well, I, I really like our lineup. I, I've kind of said that from the start when we started putting this thing together. But we've got uh, a couple of guys that can really run at the top of the lineup with uh, Brock Morton and, and uh, McDaniel. Those guys that put the ball in play, uh, they set the table for us, and then we've got the meat of our order with uh, Gage Haynes and. Uh, and Matthew Seals, uh, Shane Helmick, and then I like to say that our sixth hitter is uh, is the Carson Seals kid, and then after that is Declan DeYoung. And I've said to some of the other people, I tell you what, we've got a six and seven hitter that are, are like three and four hitter in other, in other lineups. These two young kids can really swing the bat, and uh, they're going to be solid. There. You got anybody that can go deep? And then at the, oh yeah. Now we've got Matthew Seals has gone deep for us a couple times this year. Uh, McDaniel's hit hit him out. We've had some. Uh, those are the main two guys that have carried the ball the farthest. Uh, uh, Gage Haynes got one out, so we've got we we can show some power. But then again, at the bottom of the lineup, we've got uh, Templeton and uh, and uh, Albertson that, that can also run. So we're we're quick to top and bottom with a lot of power. Well, uh, Mr. Linsendorf there, Jacob Linsendorf at KGU, he said your team is quite similar to Sigourney's team. Uh, is there anybody on Sigourney's team that, that you got your eye on or that maybe you need to stop or uh, well, or anybody you're, you're worrying about? Well, little? in this day and age, you can get all the stats, you know. So, uh, yeah, I spent a, spent a while uh, going through highlighting things, and I was highlighting a lot of stuff. This is a very solid ball club offensively. And uh, on the pitching line, it looks like. So, yeah, we're going to have our hands full tonight. Uh, we've got a lot of kids that... Uh, uh, they run really well, and it sounds like they they put the ball in play, and it's going to be quite a challenge. They're very fundamentally sound, and they make very few mistakes. Well, that's the key to a, to a defensive club yeah. or in any club. You know, if you if you play fundamental baseball, you got a chance to win. Well, coach, it was great talking to you. Thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you much. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. We're here in Sigourney, Iowa. The temperature is a cool 84 degrees. It's a little, little humid out there. We're with Coach Islick, uh, the basketball coach, who also calls the baseball games. Welcome back to the program, Coach. It's always great to be on the Round Guy podcast. Good. Thanks for having me. Well, we got uh, a really tough Moravia team coming in here. This is the third round of the playoffs. Uh, 
you guys have had an exciting run so far. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about this game we're about to see. Yeah, two really good teams. Uh, two teams that haven't uh, really seen each other this year. Uh, a couple common opponents, you know, looking through some stuff for the game tonight. But two teams that come in basically with almost identical records and I think five and six losses are what they have and uh, both been really successful in their leagues and uh, when you get to this point in the year as you know and you're down to I think you're down to 32 teams now in 1A everyone's going to be good and it should be a great crowd tonight perfect night for baseball really really excited to see this game. Now you're, you're calling the game tell us about the radio station that you're calling the game through. Yeah uh, KMZN uh, they just started it's uh, 99.5 on the FM uh, dial and they just started a couple uh, years ago uh, a station here in uh, Sigourney, uh, it's through KBOE uh, uh, 104.9 in Oskaloosa. They've kind of come together and they, they got a new, new station on the FM dial and they wanted to start doing uh, Sigourney uh, broadcasts. And uh, um, so uh, I've been uh, helping out and doing baseball and softball these last two summers. We've been doing one regular season game of baseball and softball uh, through the regular season, then all the way through the postseason. And they've kept us busy here because both the teams are really playing well, baseball and softball. And uh, it's been a fun run. You're keeping the vocal cords loosened up so you can yell at the basketball players. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, tell us about the pitching matchup tonight. Yeah, you know, I know, you know, Sigourney had to use Bo Schmidt for 90 pitches on uh, Tuesday to get by a really good Wayne team. That was a really good game uh, here on Tuesday night. And, you know, Bo hit the big two-run homer, struck out 10, and uh, they got him out with uh, two outs left in the game so they could save him tonight. So I think he's got he's got 65 to work with tonight. So we'll definitely see 65 out of Bo at some point. Um, I don't know if it'll be to start the game or if it'll be uh, somewhere later in the game. That'll be kind of to Coach Crawford. You know, that's really the one thing about baseball is you really got to be creative with this pitch count role. Uh, and, you know, Moravia, looking through their stats, they've got, you know, four or five kids who they don't have one dominant pitcher. They've got, you know, three, four kids, maybe five, who have pretty good statistics. So I'm guessing they'll probably use more than one pitcher tonight as well. I don't I don't know 100% what they had to use to get through Southeast Warren, but they had a really competitive game Tuesday night as well. They won 3-2. Uh, so uh, I think pitching will be at a premium tonight. I think uh, there won't be a lot of runs scored, and uh, I think that uh, first team that maybe can get to four or five might, might be able to get to the sub-state final. Well, the, uh, um, I, I was told about, I haven't personally had the pleasure of seeing Moravia this year, but Jacob Lenzendorf is uh, on our program frequently, and he was high on Moravia from the very beginning of the playoffs. In fact, he says they remind me a lot of Sigourney. And, you know, and looking through, they're a young team. You know, they're going to be a really competitive group uh, for the next couple of years. And, you know, they had a really good year in basketball. I know they made it out, I think, to this round in basketball, and North Mahaska beat them, uh, who went to the state tournament. So a good, good group of athletes over there at Moravia. And, and you know, at schools these sizes, when you, you got a good group of kids, they're probably doing about everything. And uh, uh, so, yeah, this Moravia team, you know, looking through the scores, they've got some really nice wins. They beat Davis County with a really good team. And, 2A, a nice win over Albia late in the year. So, yeah, you know, I, I think that sometimes, uh, you know, we, we you compare conferences, and that's tough to do, but when you look and see kind of their whole body of work, what they've done, uh, they're a really good team. And I mean, uh, Sigourney, even though Sigourney is the one seed tonight, they got the game at home, they're really going to have to play well to win. Well, you know, Round Guy Radio likes to be at the rivalry game. They like to pick out the game that's the closest. And uh, last night we succeeded with Fairfield and, and Keokuk, but Keokuk won that game four to three. So we could be, you think we could be seeing something similar to that tonight? I think in postseason, whether it's baseball or softball, there's really no predicting it. You know, I mean, it's it's you know when you, especially like I said, when you get to this point, you got two really good teams. You know, it's hard to say. I, mean, I think it's it's probably a coin flip. 
Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be surprising me at all if we saw one run game one way or the other. We're, we're obviously hoping here on KMZN that it's a Sigourney one run win uh, rather than Moravia, but uh, it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Two really good teams, a beautiful night. What more can you ask for? Well, I'm glad you found some summer employment. <laughs> right? Got to keep you busy somehow. <laughs> You'll be out there running the streets and you have to worry about it. Probably, probably running on the track. We'll so be talking to Mitch Islick, uh, here. He's the coach of the Sigourney Savages basketball team and he moonlights as a broadcaster and you can catch this game on what channel? Uh, 99.5 KMZN and we'll, we'll have the, the Sigourney uh, girls softball game Monday night from Bussy. They're playing to go to state and we hope on Tuesday night we'll have a uh, game for the tumble where Sigourney's playing again. If they can win tonight, we'll be in a tumble Tuesday night for the uh, for the sub-state final against either New London or Burlington Notre Dame. So uh, we'll be there every step of the way as long as the Sigourney teams keep playing. Yeah, then, uh, so there's a, is there an opportunity to stream this? I thought I saw yep. something yep. on Facebook. Can you let our yep. listeners know about yeah, that? Yeah, just, just throw it in the Google the Google search, put in uh, KMZN 99.5, and, yeah, you can just click Listen Live up on their thing. makes it real easy. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to have as many listeners uh, – with us uh, through the rest of the postseason. We know we got at least two more games. We got tonight and Monday uh, for baseball and softball, and we hope we have a lot more. Well, we're here in Sigourney. One of the reasons we're here in Sigourney is because Elmer Ford here in Sigourney, Iowa, sponsored the whole playoffs for us, and he is able to bring the, this coverage tonight. And uh, thank you, Mitch, for being with us. I appreciate having me. And yeah, the sponsors that make all these possible on our end, on your end, uh, couldn't do it without them, right? We couldn't. Well, thanks for being with us. And Appreciate it. We'll be ready for some baseball here in just a minute, folks. Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio as Clarahan Trucking presents Sigourney Savages Baseball. Sigourney is uh, in the third round of the tournament. They're facing the, the Moravia Mohawks. And we have just ended the top of the first inning as uh, Bo Smith was able to get two strikeouts. But he did give up a, uh, a single and a double that's plated a man. It was a very close play at home, a nice little relay in there, uh, missed him by inches, and uh, but that wrap, then he closed out with a couple strikeouts, so uh, McDaniels got an RBI double, or I mean, no, Hayes got an RBI double, drove in McDaniels, Brockmorton is the uh, pitcher, and he's getting ready to tow the rubber, and we'll be right back with the bottom of the first inning, this first inning brought to you by Clarahan Trucking of Toyota well, Clarahan Trucking is bringing you Savage Baseball tonight, and the Savages got that run back. Uh, the second batter, Crawford, he he uh, got a triple deep into right field, uh, followed by a walk. Ball next struck out, but then Bo Smith helped himself out with the ball up against the wall in dead center field. It bounced off the wall. Uh, it looked like he may have had a three-run homer there, reminiscent of last game. And uh, we've got a 1-1 tie tie game uh, as uh, the pitcher, Flock Martin. Uh, he was uh, behind a lot of the pitchers in the first part of the first three batters, but then uh, stayed stayed in the strike zone uh, and uh, was getting even ahead 0-2 on, on several of the hitters. So uh, looks like we got a battle on our hands here as a big, big crowd is, is here tonight. I mean, they're behind the right field wall. They're behind the center field wall. They're behind the center field the whole circumference of this place is here. Uh, the Moravia Warhawks came with uh, with a whole busload of people following them, it looks like. And uh, we're just get about getting ready for action at the top of the second inning. Well, we're back. Uh, as Helmuth Fords of Sigurd and I for this play of baseball. And the uh, Colton uh, Clarehan Trucking, uh, Kyoto, presents Savage Baseball. But uh, this inning is brought to you by Helena Hayes, for, who's running for a house seat here in District 88 trying to bring some common sense back 
to, to Des Moines. Anyway, it was a, a pretty uh, exciting uh, top of the inning. Uh, Bo Smith started out with a, a strikeout, which was three strikeouts in a row, because he got the two the inning before. Uh, then a quick ground ball to uh, Lee Crawford at second base, and then uh, then a couple walks, and another ground ball to the second baseman, and he got out of that with no damage. So Sigourney comes up looking to put uh, the thing put something across the board. They had their first lead of the night. Helena Hayes brings you the bottom of the second inning as she's running for District 88 asking for your vote. Well, that was a short inning. Uh, Rockport stayed in the strike zone and got a couple ground balls the second baseman in the strikeout for a 1-2-3 inning. It's still 1-1. One one. Uh, Bo Smith is uh, back on the mound. I'd like to mention this uh, Moravia Mohawk team. I think they lead the league in facial hair. Uh, I'm very impressed with uh, Templeton. Uh, he is... Uh, Looks like he plays center field, and uh, I think he leads the league in uh, 1970s porno mustache. So uh, we got that interesting ball game we got here, and uh, thanks for listening. We'll be right back with the top of the third. Well, we've just finished the top of the third inning, and uh, third inning brought to you by Henshaw Trail Sales, Kyoto, Iowa, and uh, Moravia really got the bats going that inning. They got, uh, let's see... Uh, a walk, a uh, hit, another hit, another hit, another hit, uh, another hit. So they got like four or five hits that inning. They scored uh, five runs. Uh, the last one came in as a, as a runner from third was able to come in on a, on a bad throw back to the pitcher. Um, but uh, he did wind it up with the strikeout. I know that uh, Bo's throwing a lot of pitches, so he probably won't be much longer into this game. Truck, Morton's out. Uh, the top of the order is back up, and uh, Sigourney is about ready to get started trying to uh, chip away at this lead. I've got a score I want to report to you real quick. Mid Prairie 6 to 1 as uh, Jason Grout hits a grand slam against Van Buren to put his team way up in front. Linville Sully is up 5 to 1, uh, or 5 to, to nothing over Highland in the second inning already. Well, I just found out it's nothing, nothing in the in New London, so no score yet there. Well, that was a very uh, explosive uh, third inning for Henshaw Trailer Sales as they present the third inning. And uh, uh, after, and Rock Martin came out there and he walked three batters in a row on four pitches each. He didn't even give in the strike zone. And uh, he was replaced by Haynes. So they scored two times. Got two of those guys in that they walked, and it was an RBI by Shankerford and by Mullinex, and uh, it's five to three. So we got quite the ball game in. Uh, we're back with the top of the fourth. Well, Bo Smith faces a couple batters in the top of the fourth inning, but he's run out of pitches. Uh, there's a runner at first and second. There was a single and a walk, uh, preceded by a walk, and uh, Shafronic is now going to be the pitcher. Well, Beyond Beautiful Benches presents the fourth inning, and man, uh, it was just a, they scored five, Moravia scored five runs in the beginning of that inning, and lead 10 to three now. Uh, just a cornucopia of mistakes, walks, base hits, uh, errant throws, and uh, five runs, I guess, would surmise the inning. Uh, again, uh, Bo Smith was uh, out after the first two hitters. 
and uh, Shafronic came in. Uh, he did a pretty good job uh, getting some. He wasn't walking as many, but uh, man, that was a tough inning. But uh, it was like they're getting the eye of the tiger ready to come back here and get put some runs on the board, and they're going to need them. We got some scores for you. Mid Prairie's up four, 15 to one on their way to a, a Mercy Rule win. Uh, New London has scored five, and uh, Davis County win, is leading Centerville four to three. Well, beyond beautiful benches, the bottom of the fourth inning was another hot one. As uh, the score is now 10 to 9, as uh, Bo Smith had a double with the bases loaded, uh, followed, you know, preceded by several hits. They batted all the way around to plus one. Uh, they left a couple guys on base, but boy, uh, it, was, it took three pitchers for Moravia to get through that inning. And then he started the inning with Haynes. Moved to see, uh, he got one out, Seal got one out, and then they had to bring Throckmorton back in, uh, and uh, he got the last out of the inning. But boy, howdy, we got a ball game on our hands right here tonight uh, as the Sigourney gets back out on the field, and uh, we'll see if they can hold them and get back into it. We've got a couple final scores for you. Davis County wins 4-3, to three, and uh, Mid-Prairie uh, uh, wins 15 to 2, or 15 to 3, and uh, moves on. We got this score in. Linville Soli is beating Highland 7 to 3. Well, New London has uh, finished Notre Dame season off 5 to 1. That's the final, so that will be who plays the winner of this game. Well, Pizza Ranch and Sigourney Island presents the fifth inning, and that fifth inning started out. Kind of hot. Uh, Stefanik threw a lot of pitches, but he did wind up getting the inning over with with the strikeout there. But uh, he actually got a couple strikeouts that inning. But the big highlight of that inning was Matthew Seals with the big two-run home run, and as uh, Moravia put plates five in that inning, and it's back to fourteen and five. But uh, Sigourney's coming up to bat. We uh, we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen the end of this game yet. There's still a couple innings left. Who knows what's happening, but there ain't anybody leaving. Well, Pizza Ranch brought you to the bottom of the uh, fifth inning, but there wasn't uh, too much. Strockmeyer didn't really have any trouble that inning. One guy got on base uh, via walk, but uh, he had some strikeouts. It was a pretty, pretty easy inning for him, and uh, we're back to the top of the top of the sixth. Well, I just wanted to mention this is one packed house. There's, if there's 500 people here, if there's one person here, the, the, I'm just lying this place. Sigourney Community Support Savage Sports, no matter what it is and where it is. But this is like a football crowd here tonight. I mean, it is an amazing packed house. Uh, looks like uh, Sigourney's uh, going to change pitchers. We'll get back with you. It looks like uh, Levi Crawford is in the pitch now. So it's f still 14 to 9, top of the sixth inning. Well, uh, Levi Crawford did limit the the, uh, the damage there. He left the bases loaded, but they scored a few, so it's uh, 15 to nine. They're down six. It's coming into the bottom of the sixth inning. That's a Clara Hand Trucking as brings you Sigourney Savage Baseball. Well, we just finished the bottom of the sixth inning, and uh, John Bain uh, wrote a book. Uh, he's an author from Wayland, Iowa. Wrote a book, Christie's Journey. The beat goes on. Uh, They'll help uh, us with the rest of the coverage tonight. We'll appreciate them. Uh, 
Well, uh, Doc Martin had a pretty good, uh, he had a pretty shaky start in the inning, gave up a couple base runners, they got over second and third, but then he settled down and got the bottom of the order out, one, two, three, and uh, they'll have top of the order uh, for the bottom of the seventh, but Levi Crawford's got to hold them uh, still down six to six runs and scores 15 to nine in the seventh inning, and it's... Uh, could be the seniors' last uh, last appearance and uh, for their school. They'll be alumni after this game. One of the teams, anyway. So thanks for listening. This has been a pretty great game. Well, it's the top of the seventh inning. There's one out, and the bases are loaded. So Coach Crawford went to uh, bring in Striegel into pitch. Uh, so that closes the book on Levi Crawford. Well, that uh, mercifully ends the inning with the strikeout there. Uh, Matthew Seals has had an unbelievably fantastic game. He's drove in uh, another two runs with a nice base hit with the bases loaded, and uh, uh, the score is now 20-9, to nine, and uh, this is uh, do-or-die time. Sigourney coming up in the bottom of the seventh inning. Listen, uh, John Bain of Wayland, Iowa, has written a really great book. Uh, it's about how his family and their faith pulled together to overcome a, a medical emergency that his daughter had with a very rare heart disease that uh, that could have taken her life very easily, and uh, his faith in Christ has fo- followed through, followed, left his family in a better place as his family has recovered and uh, things are moving on. And if you want to hear an inspirational story about a family and faith, John Book's book, John Bain's book. Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, would be a great book for you to listen to. We're going live for the bottom of the seventh inning. Uh, they need 11 runs, but uh, they got the top of the order coming up. I the catchers at the plate. Brock Meyer still on the mound. Uh, none of the pitchers have really looked great today. Uh, the fielding has not been uh, up to par the way you, you'd expect it, particularly on the Sigourney side. Here's the pitch. Strike one. Ike's a pretty good catcher, and he's got a lot of speed, which is kind of a strange combination. Uh, but he's the leadoff guy, and he's had a pretty decent night. Here comes the pitch. Foul ball. He's got a he's a powerful young man that's straight high uh, to the plate. Uh, he's had a really outstanding season. He's been back behind the dish all night long. Brock Myers got the ball. Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. Ball high. One ball and two strikes. Sure need to get this guy on base to really get a rally going. Anything to get it started. Walks as good as a home run in this situation. Here's the pitch. He chased one outside the zone and uh, that's a strikeout. Well, Brockmeyer uh, really did struggle at the beginning of this game. Uh, The second inning they got to him a little bit, but... uh, he, uh, oh, he's out of pitches. He's out of pitches. So they're changing pitches. Brock Margos uh, takes, takes a bit, uh, spot on the bench. I believe he'll be the winning pitcher. I'm not sure who the, the, the pitcher is, but as soon as I can find out, I'll let you know. Well, it's Gage Haynes is in again. He, he pitched a little bit earlier in the game. He had a, a mix of success and... Uh, and I guess failure, you, you did give up quite a few runs. And he was replaced. Uh, this is the fifth pitching change for Moravia. 
Well, Moravia can hit. There's no question about it. One through nine, they hit, they hit, they hit, they hit. You know, they only have the one uh, guy, uh, Seals, Matthew Seals, who's really hit the home runs and uh, been driving the ball, but everything else is pretty much singles all night long. And it's just a cornucopia of uh, one base hits and walks and stolen bases. Uh, they've run the ball well. They really played a pretty amazing game. Uh, so uh, they're getting ready to uh, get this inning restarted as a as Strockmeyer had run out of pitches. Well, Levi Crawford toes the, steps into the plate. Uh, Gage uh, stares him down and gets a grip. Here's the windup. Here's the first pitch. That's a little bit outside there. One ball and no strikes. Levi Crawford has had a pretty decent game. He's a... Oh, he takes a big swing at it. The ball's up in the air. The shortstop camps under it. And there's two outs. Two up and two outs. Striegel's on the mound. The Striegel's at the plate. He's played a few positions tonight. Well, we are down to it. One out to go on 11 runs uh, to tie. Here comes Striegel. We'll see if he can't get something started here. Here comes the pitch. Way inside. In fact, I think that was behind it. Oh, what he was trying to throw, but it slipped out of his hands. He released it. Well, Brockmeyer got the first out. Gage got the second out. Striegel's the third batter. Ball high. Two balls and no strikes. Here's the windup. Here's the pitch. Foul ball. This is the latest I broadcast the game. This is working on almost 10 o'clock. And it is dark. It is completely dark, but the lights are are shining on this absolutely beautiful field. This is one of the nicest ballparks you'll ever see. There's a ball. Three balls in one strike. Just need a base runner. Walk is as good as a homer in this instance. Well, there was a strike. That was a, right at the bottom of the strike zone in the outside corner. Striegel didn't much care for that call. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Ball four. And Sigourney lives to fight another day. Sigourney has a beautiful uniform. Bo Smith steps on deck. He wants one more at bat in his high school career. Here comes seasons here a couple of years. Take that pitch downstairs. The great thing about baseball is you got to make all the outs. Okay, let's go. Cade Mullinex is at the plate. Bounces it high. Foul ball. It almost landed in there. Oh, there's a ground ball that gets, or 
The wild pitch gets back to backstop. The runner moves up to second base. <coughs> KTVO's Jacob Lindenorf will have all the scores for you. Just text me for the score for this game. He's about ready to go on. There's a line drive past the third baseman. Here comes another run. Nope, he stops at third. No, no sense in making any more outs. We need a few runs. But there it is, Bo Smith, one more at bat. He's uh, basically prepared himself his whole life for this at bat. Bo Smith's uh, one fantastic career, and he's had an excellent game. He uh, had a double with the bases loaded and uh, a few RBIs tonight. He's got a great batting stance. There's a pitch, ball outside. The runner's moving to second. He makes it. Runner at third stays put. Runners at second and third, two outs. Bo Smith. Bo Smith did uh, help Sager to get back in this game here. Here's the pitch. It's a oh ground ball foul. One ball and one strike. Bill Smith is a big, imposing player. He's a big, good-looking kid here. Here's the pitch. Strike. Well, this is a really good curveball. He was looking for a fastball and got a curveball. Just a really well-placed pitch, and that's a strike. One ball and two strikes. Two outs. Two on. Bottom of the seventh. Here's the pitch. Ball high. Two balls and two strikes. Bo Smith, he's been the player of the game for Round Guy the Podcast twice. Leads the league. And oh, ground ball up the middle. Oh, the pitcher gets it, and that's it. That is the final out. Boy, it was close even at first base. Uh, it almost got over the, the pitcher's head and would have been past the infield. But, uh, well, the players line up for shaking hands as uh, Playoffs has come to the end for the Sigourney Savages. Uh, an outstanding season. We were very impressed with uh, how they did things. So uh, we'll be back with the player of the game. Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio as, we, as uh, Beyond Beautiful Benches of Richland, Iowa presents a player of the game. And we are here with Matthew Seals, who uh, had a home run and several hits and a lot of RBIs. and. Really, that home run, I think, really uh, uh, stretched this out. Uh, until then, it was like 10 to 9 or something when you did that. Uh, you guys got a pretty good lead. But Sigourney came back and uh, made, a, made a ball game out of it. So uh, let's, let's go through that at bat where you hit that home run. Well, uh, it was kind of – I was sitting in the dugout, and I was like, I need a big hit right now because I need, I need to get a turning point in the game because it was a big situation. And I, as soon as I walked in to the – well, I walked up to the plate, I uh, – I could. I don't know. I don't know why, but I could feel a home run coming. You feel, it seemed like you were down 0-2 when you hit I, that. I, I was 0-2, yeah. And yeah. I fouled a few off, but then I had to keep my head under my shoulders and end up letting it fly. So. Well, uh, you're right-handed batter. Yep. And uh, you got the ball up. Uh, it, it takes a strong young man to hit the ball to the opposite field and get it clear out of the park. And and that's a big fence out there. Maybe not yeah. be the deepest, but it's one of the one of the highest fences. Yeah. And you cleared it easily, yep. and uh, you got a, uh, a two-run homer, I believe it was. Yep. But it was uh, it, it really seemed to, to lead to a bigger bigger inning, you know, and yep. uh, 
And then he came up later and had another opportunity to drive in some runs, and he got a couple more runs, drove in. Yep. So uh, I just totally felt like, I mean, you know, the pitchers were, all the pitchers were a little iffy tonight, you yeah. know. Throckmartin uh, really did kind of get it together the last mm -hmm. couple innings of the game. But he struggled a little bit earlier, and all the pitchers uh, uh, seemed to have a tough time, particularly with your, your team of just one through nine just hitters, just making contact. Nobody's driving the ball outside of you. Really, yeah. uh, you did have a couple balls that were driven pretty hard, including one that was well, well yeah. out of the park. Uh, but uh, tell tell me a little bit about your season and about how big this win was for your team. Um, our season has been going pretty good. I think that's twenty one and six or twenty two and six, something like that. Um, past years, uh, this is a big step for us because past years we've had the team, but we just haven't been able to pull through and. Uh, it's been, I think, 22 years since Moravia's won a district championship game, so it was good to pull that through for our hometown and all the people. Well, uh, this was definitely a playoff atmosphere. I was thinking there was 500 people or better in the, in the crowd. Did, did playing in front of all those people excite you? Uh, yeah, it was, at first it was a little nervous, but then it's just, I guess, another ball game, I guess. And you had tons of people. Looks like you had a couple busloads of fans here. Yeah. yeah. Cheering you on, I bet that made you feel good. Yeah, I had some family down from Minnesota, and uh, they were down for a baby shower, and, well, they decided to come watch the game, and it was, I guess it was a pretty good game. So you were a senior? Uh, I'm a junior. Well, you're a junior, yeah. so this isn't the end of it for you. No, no. Nope. And you've had three, this is your third home run of the this, of this season. Yep, third home run of the year. What is it about this team? You're, you, you just, you seem to field well, you seem to hit well. You don't have, I don't know, other than, than, you know, your power there, you don't have a lot of power, but you just have all these, just move the line, you know, get on base. You, you don't swing at a lot of pitches outside the strike zone. You get on base. Seem really well coached. Mm -hmm. um, I do I do give a bunch of credit to our coaches and staff. Um, even on days that, let's say it rains, I mean, we still hit BP. We may not go on the field, but we still hit BP in the cages and, he, he's definitely taught us to hit hit the ball on the ground specifically. Well, we're, we're talking with Matthew Seals of the Moravia Warhawks. Uh, they won the game. They're moving on. They're going to be playing a very, very tough uh, New London team. Do you have a, a any kind of a game plan for New London? Oh, about the same game plan as today. Just, we, I'm, I don't know if we'll be visitor or not, but if we are, we'll attack them at the beginning like we did here and go from there so well congratulations on a big win and thanks for stopping by and talking to us thank you well this is uh wrapping up the coverage of this uh outstanding win for moravia they move on uh very two very good teams went at it tonight and uh, the score maybe not reflect us kind of the, the game that it was because i think it was 10 to 9 or something like that and going yep. into the fifth inning so yep. so uh you but then you stepped up and, and made the difference and the a couple times you had two strikes and you delivered. And, yep. you know, that's at least four RBIs that I counted just on those two at bats. Did you have any other RBIs earlier in the game? Or? Uh, I think probably that was right. Okay. Well, congratulations, uh, player of the game, uh, Matthew Seals. Thank you.